Hello everybody and welcome to In My Mug, episode number 91 on Monday the 9th of August 2010. My name is Stephen Layton because my passport says so. How did I ever get into doing these? Must break the cycle of my name is Steve Layton and I know this because. Anyway, thank you very, very much for joining me again and thank you very, very much for the wonderful feedback last week. The white background thing seems to be working quite well. Uh, I'm liking, you're liking, a few people not liking, but you know, it seems to be kind of really good for the comments. It's going to stay for a bit long until I'm bored of it anyway. Um, so yeah, uh, hopefully she'll enjoy. Let me just move across to there. Right, so straight into the wonderful comments from last week. Now comments again, right up there with what we've been having recently. Uh, lots and lots. Um, and we shall just wait for it to catch up because I forgot to set it up again because I'm so, so rubbish. So last week we did the, uh, the Ikea Natural and Pulp Natural. Um, Ty subscriber said, really generous of you, Steve. Well, meh. I thought it was a greater chance for us to try two coffees side by side. Um, and Dan Latcher said, thank you for the amazing coffee lesson. And, and Dan's helping me a little bit with the chroma key stuff. So, uh, yeah, thank you for that, Dan. That's super. Um, M. Papadopoulos. Sorry if I've pronounced that wrong. Uh, mm, link at the end doesn't work, and that was fixed. So if anybody didn't see the link, uh, that's only the coffee's only going to be up there for the next couple of days, and then it's coming down anyway. Um, Colin Morgan. Tombola, is that how Sunderland are raising fun these day, funds these days? We should give that the uh, distaste it deserves, Colin. But yeah, yeah, no, it really is. Um, just had a natural as an espresso and it's heavenly. Reminds me of the Indonesian style, but cleaner and more subtle. And I, that is a very, very good descriptor, Colin. Very, very good. And Andrew Duncan sent a link to this. But he came back with his sensible hat on, and, and this is quite a long one, but I think it's really worth covering. So, um, first of all, I'm loving what I'm dubbing in my Mac Back to School series. Um, and there's a little bit more of that this week. I'm enjoying sharing and kind of giving a bit of purpose to these, so thank you for that, uh, Andrew. Um, we often get caught up on taste of coffees without taking a step back to think why they taste a certain way. And while... With coffee, there's never a hard and fast rule. I think this week's coffees are a great example of the effects in different processing methods. And they were selected very much for that, Andrew, you know. It, they are big, different, uh, but they are very good examples uh, of natural and pork natural. From Mike and Colin's WBC routines and subsequent discussion, it's been good to get some focus on some of the important elements of coffee production preparation that are overlooked. And I'm glad you've allowed us to take this firsthand. Smile again, Andrew. Um, the coffees, it's no secret, I love some funky time. Uh, and this natural is a cracker. I love the earthy fermented fruit that punches through. Um, the funk is a lot more subtle than some out there, very, very much. Pulp natural brings lovely additional sweetness with some more acidity, and I get the prune-like fruits in both cups. Good call. There is some definite prune, dried fruit, that whole kind of, yeah, uh, Currenty kind of flavours, which it, I, I love in there. 
Um, and Alex Redgate, two brilliant coffees, love the difference between them and a perfect showcase of how much the sauce can affect the coffee before it reaches the roaster, long before it reaches the barista. Um, and that, that, that is a very good point again, Alex. I love both coffees. My personal preference was the pulped, but I do have a lot of love for pulped in general. They do. Pulp Naturals, some of my favourite all-time coffees tend to come from that Pulp Natural uh, stable. Um, Blended. Now Alex emailed me and asked if there was some way to blend potentially for espresso or brewed and I suggested 40% natural, 60% pulp natural um, and they complemented each other perfectly Alex says so that's good. Are we going to see any Inglaterra washed? No. Um, really good reason for it Alex is that Inglaterra doesn't have the, um, the, the space for, for washed coffee. Um, if you think you've got to ferment it, then you've got to dry it and all those things, and they haven't got space fermentation tanks. The drying patios are some of the tiniest I've ever seen. Um, also, it's very, very difficult to do washed coffee when you've got such a small production, um, because you're relying on people to do the things at the right times. And it is the most dangerous processing method, I guess, along with natural to an extent, but with washed, if it goes wrong, it can go really, really wrong very, very quickly. So no, I don't think we will see any Inglaterra um, washed, which is a bit of a shame. That's what it is. Right, um, listen, I'm going to whap you on pause. I'm going to uh, go and prepare the drink, and then we're going to talk about it. So I should be back in just a moment. So I'm back, um, and this is a look at a brand new coffee. Never seen in Europe before, uh, never made it across here. Uh, never really made it out of El Salvador, as far as I know, so we're going to have a European kind of exclusive on this one. It's also a direct trade offering, which kind of really excites me and makes it a little bit more special. So this coffee, it's kind of a little bit of a confused gem. Um, it's from El Salvador, and it's from a farm called Finca uh, Argentina. Yeah, there's a little bit of confusion there, I think. It is in El Salvador. Uh, the coffee is 100% Bourbon, as is 70% of El Salvador's plant stock. Um, Bourbon is an heirloom varietal uh, that for me is one of the reasons why El Salvador coffees are right up there amongst some of the best in the world. Um, I've always had a little bit of a soft spot for El Salvador um, because we've been lucky that um, we've managed to get some of the best from that country. Uh, mainly because our importers belief um, but also, the, you know, that we've kind of kept saying we really would like this coffee, we'd really like this one. And communication seems to be so much easier with El Salvador. So today's lesson is going to be a little bit of an insight into El Salvador's greatness. So why is El Salvador so blessed? In between 1980 and 1992, there were some troubles where there was a really fierce civil war, uh, where the country was pretty much brought to its knees. Um, before the civil war, Coffee was pretty much a huge, well, the biggest part of the uh, exports to come out of El Salvador, with it being as much as 50% of the national exports. But during the Troubles, obviously, there was a massive drop in this. Um, but it also coincided at the time where there were great troubles in the coffee markets. Coffee prices were plummeting. Uh, in the late 80s, it was just, I mean, below the cost of production. Uh, many fo coffee farms went out of business, or the farmers ripped out their plant stock uh, and planted something else, or they decided to plant higher yielding, stronger pest resistant plants, uh, and something like Bourbon was one of the major casualties of this kind of cull. Um, but it was the only way that, that basically the farm could cover its costs. And this was pretty much worldwide, there was a whole heap 
Uh, and although it's a very big generalisation, um, it was massive and it was quite a sea change for what was coming out in coffee. But El Salvador, with its heavy plant stock of Bourbon, um, had kept the stocks that they had because, to be honest, there were far more important things to worry about than coffee plants. Um, and as they came out of civil war and began exporting again, coffee prices had started to recover from the, the depths of the late 80s. Um, this is a little bit of a simplistic reason why the coffees are so good. There are lots and lots and lots of re reasons uh, this region is so strong. But uh, this is one of the big reasons because they have great plant stock uh, and they've been able to take advantage of that. Um, there's also the Conciejo, which is uh, the organisation for helping export and promoting coffee from El Salvador. And they do some of the, the I mean, I am like their biggest fan. Um, I, I absolutely adore the work that they do. For me, they run the best cup of excellence competition out of everybody. They're the most professional organisation out there in the coffee world. And they do some funky, funky things. So, um, big hats off to the Conciejo. Also the Fahamas. I mean, some of the most professional in the market that you're going to meet. Um, I've been lucky enough to work with uh, a couple which are just, for me, amazingly professional people. Um, and they can't do enough to help get you information, tell you more about it. Um, you know, I'm thinking about Carmen and Raphael from La Fanny. I'm thinking about Ernesto from La Illusion. And these people we're working with now, which is a really exciting project. Also, the conditions. They have some of the most amazing conditions, which means that Bourbon thrives, even with the, the, the lower yields that it has. And they also have some great varietals in Pacamara. But they have a very profile... A big profile for the coffees that you know kind of go across the, the range. Anyway, let's get on to this coffee. It's from the Apanimac Lamatec Mountains range, which is near Turin, um, which is a small town and owned by Mauricio Martinez Mendina. Um, I love the way the farm is managed. The farm is managed, uh, it's part of a group of 11. And they're managed by a team of 16 people that go from farm to farm to farm, making sure that the farms are looked after, tending to the plants, tending to weeding, things that need doing. Um, seems like a really good way of doing it to me, is pulling resources together and, and, and kind of having a team. Um, so basically they manage them for the owners. Um, during the picking period, this goes up to around about 50 people, which again, like that model, that they're bringing in people when they need them uh, to get the job done quickly and professionally. But they also work from farm to farm, so they get used to what they're doing and know what they're doing. Um, the altitude of this farm is uh, 1,350 metres uh, above sea level. The coffee is fully washed, sun-dried on patios. Um, so you know, kind of standard stuff that we're getting used to now, but it is a fully washed, fermented in uh, container type things. And um, I'm going to be trying this as a Chemex today, but I know that this is an awesome single origin espresso, and one I would 100% recommend that you do try. It's a very multi-talented coffee. Uh, it's quite challenging, but it's, it, it, it is a really, really super way of, of doing it. This lot, I, try, I was explaining about where uh, we have like a worldwide exclusive almost, apart from in El Salvador. What This farm produces around about 80 bags a year. We bought uh, around, uh, just over a third of that crop. Um, the other two thirds were the not so kind of well picked or well processed. Um, perhaps that's a bit unfair, but th this is a very special lot that was picked out for export and what they call boutique, but what I would just like to call good quality. Um, 
which has come out. The rest has been consumed uh, within El Salvador. There is a, a, a rising consumption in El Salvador, which is fantastic because when people drink coffee at origin, they, that the coffee improves because they can taste and, and understand what, what, what tastes good and what doesn't taste good. Um, but this has been gone, gone to a coffee shop which uh, the exporter owns, which you know, it, it, it's a good sign that this coffee's of very good quality if he's prepared to, to use that in his own shop in El Salvador. So very excited about that one. Let's get Snozzer in the bowl. So So on the aroma, straight away you get you do get lots of brightness, you can smell the acidities there. This is gonna be a vibrant cup. You can tell that it changes a lot as well. Excuse me, going off camera. I fell in love with the Chemex again. It's, it's terrible, but there is another reason I'm not doing espresso is we're doing a lot of work with the espresso blends. In the coming weeks, we're going to have some big announcements about what's happening with that. Um, that's a little bit of a teaser for you. But I still love espresso. I've gone back even though I had that little break. It's... Um, now it's all good. So let me show you a picture of the rose colour. You'll see from the rose colour here that this is a uh, medium roast coffee. Um, works, again, a roast that I feel is perfect for espresso and perfect for filter, but perfect for the coffee, which is the most important thing. Roasting to get the very best out of the coffee, so. So on the front end, this is a coffee, by the way, that if you, when I cooked it originally, I cooked it super hot and I was like, Mm, not so sure. And then when I got into it, I was like, okay, I know why this is good. That's fantastic. Um, as it cools, the acidity really opens up big time. When you, when you have it hot, it's very tight and, and very closed. But what I'm getting on the front end is it, it is, it has a sweetness, but it's not a typical kind of chocolatey kind of, you know, um, sugary sweetness. It's a, it's a fruit sweetness. So I'm getting oranges. Lots and lots of oranges on the front end, which are really quite delicious. Then you get a little bit of star fruit coming through there as well, um, which is amazing. A little bit of papaya, um, really coming through very much. Tiny, tiny, tiny hint of pineapple on there as well. It is small, but that's the first time I've kind of seen that in there. Um, But just a beautiful fruit, fruit sweetness. I mean, it really is full on, um, absolutely delicious. Um, a little bit of pomegranate on there as well, which again is not something you find very often in coffee, but I'm really getting this fruity, fruity sweetness from it, um, which I hope that you do too. Mm, that's good coffee. Do give it a chance to cool. Do give it a chance to kind of calm down before you start diving in and kind of say, oh, it's no good, because it does need a little bit of a, a time to open up, if you like. Um, Chemex method is exactly the same as what I showed you last week. I used 30 grams of coffee, 500 mils of water, around about 93 degrees C, um, working very well on that one. Um, guess you want to try it if you're not a subscriber. I'm going to pop a link up below. This coffee is incredibly good value already, and I mean super value. We've bought quite a, quite a chunk of it. I keep looking down there, by the way, is because it's down there. <laughs> That's where the palette is. But we've bought a super chunk of it. Um, it's going to be around for at least six, seven months. Um, it's a great price, but a little bit of a voucher off there to, to give it a try if you haven't. I've got a feeling this is going to become one of our big coffees. Um, I, I, I've got a feeling it's going to be one that you guys are going to really love as well. Um, just because of its versatility and, 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 and what it will do. 
Right, I'm waffling, time for me to stop. Um, thank you very much for joining me again, and do remember, life is too short for bad coffee. I forgot something. <laughs> it, there's so many points I want to get across in these at the moment. But basically I forgot something. Uh, in my mug subscribers, you will have noticed that your cupping notes on your pack do not match this coffee. Uh, unfortunately there was a little bit of a breakdown in communication before this went out. Um, I'd done the cupping notes but hadn't got them on the site. Uh, the team had done the label to get it out and uh, I'd forgot to tell them that the cupping notes hadn't been done and updated. So you will find that the cupping notes on your current ones are the same as the El Salvador Lafani ones. Um, but the cupping notes really should be sweet, oranges, pomegranate, big acidity, star fruit and papaya. I am very sorry. We are idiots and we are going to beat ourselves up violently until we beg for forgiveness. So very, very sorry. I uh, hope it hasn't caused too much confusion. <laughs>